Hey, Gabe. Happy holidays. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. Um, you know, getting things back to normal around here after Christmas. Celebrations. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have this thing about my desk being cleared off, and Uh-oh. it seems like the holidays, like everything piles on my desk. Like mm-hmm. manuals for every product, um, Christmas cards we haven't opened yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe you should do that. Uh, all kinds of just stuff everywhere, and it drives me up the wall. Yeah, I was actually, right before we started recording, I uh, was cleaning off my desk because I had probably a month and a half of documents to scan and archive, which we'll probably talk about in a later show, yeah. <laughs> and um, just stacks and stacks of stuff. And uh, so we got to get rid of that junk and kind of start fresh by January 1st. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, what it is about the... The holiday. Actually, I do know what it is about the holidays. That's the time we have to like go through everything. Like yep. we have the pile of mail that's the urgent pile that goes into the inbox and gets processed, you know, on a regular basis. And then the pile of mail, it's like, hey, we should look at this sometime. Yep. And, and uh, we yep. do all that during the holidays. Like every project seems to spin up, like home project spins up during the holidays. Exactly. At least it makes some sort of headway on them. When you have some time off, because I do have a little bit of time off. It's been a it's been a, a good last few days. So um, I've been drinking a lot of beer. I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and been working on side projects. And good, so good beer too. I don't. Yeah. Do, you, do you save up your good beer for the holidays? I did actually, and in fact, I made a point this holidays to not save my good beer. I was like, this is a holiday. I'm drinking just, the good just stuff. Just drink it. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. that's how I was. I, a lot of the stuff I had been saving for like quote unquote special occasions. I was like, eh, it's a special occasion, and it's the holiday special yeah. occasion. Exactly same way. Um, drank a lot of uh, evil twin beer, actually stouts mostly, but that yeah. does bring us to the beer of the day, which is not a stout, but is made by Evil Twin. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, well, I know almost nothing about this beer. Yeah, you sent it to me, Yang. All right. Imperial, it is called Yang, yes. Imperial Taiji India Pale Ale? I don't I don't know. You you tell me about it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll tell you what I know, which is fairly little. Um it's an evil twin beer, uh, which is a guy uh named Yepe, who is a gypsy brewer, mostly brews his stuff down in South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh sometimes in Brooklyn. And uh this particular beer it's called a Taiji is the um, the yin yang symbol, um, you know the Japanese yin yang symbol. The you know people always say that's like the Zen symbol or something like that. But it's like the the teardrop black and the teardrop white, and then the black has a white dot in it, and the white has a black dot in it. Um, and the idea behind this is that it's generally paired with its counterpart yin, which is a uh, a stout, a really dark stout. Mm-hmm. So you've got this kind of, uh, you've got the triple, which is a, this is a 10% alcohol beer, uh, the triple bitter uh, IPA, and then you've got this, you know, imperial stout, and then sometimes they serve them together, like a black and tan. Mm-hmm. And uh, But they can obviously be had on their own. I had the yin uh, when I was at Tourist in Brooklyn, 
and that was fantastic. And so I got it. They, they started selling four packs of Yang and picked up some of that and thought that'd be interesting to do a show on because as a beer, I think it stands pretty well on its own. It's extremely bitter. Um, uh, this one's actually brewed in Connecticut and, um, it's, yeah, we're it's gonna, good stuff. We'll put the link to, uh, evil twin in the show notes, mm-hmm. but he just makes a ridiculous variety of beers. Yes. Like, and kind of not ex- necessarily extreme versions of each, but pretty incredible. E- even for the, like the ones I don't really like, um, they're interesting. And the names on his beers are The names almost, are pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I just love browse, like browse the about page for Evil Twin Brewing and you'll <laughs> yeah. see all of the beers and just look at some of the names. And what I like is like, even the like the way they're presenting their beers, I think is is different than any other website for beer. It's just this big grid. But have you found the Easter egg where there's like an animated label on one beer? No, I did not see that. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, they're very very it's very interesting. Smart. Uh, I, I smart, would say like yeah. this is this is smart beer just because it's creative, um, but not for the sake of like, hey, we've resurrected this Egyptian beer that no one right now would ever like, but we've brewed a huge batch and now, you know, here you go, buy it. It's terrible. Here's Which, here's, which uh, is a lot of, uh, just honestly, a lot of the dogfish head stuff that comes out now, I'm just totally not interested in because yeah, of, because been of some that pretty, exact take. Pretty weird ones, uh, <laughs> I would have to admit. Yeah, there, he has a lot of... Um, like they follow themes, the guy from Evil Twins. So, um, you know, the yin and yang obviously has, a, uh, you know, that theme there. There's these Justin Blaybauer uh, with a picture yep. of Justin Bieber. But Blaybauer is the, uh, I guess, it's a German word for blueberry. So they're generally uh, blueberries, you know, infusing things like Berliner Weisses and things like that. So I've had actually one of those, which is fantastic. Um the Imperial Biscotti Break and Donut Break are generally really th- thick, rich stouts that have some sort of pastry added for, for body, and <laughs> those are pretty interesting. Um, there's one here that I thought was hilarious that I wanted to read on the show. It's called... Soft DK? No, it was <laughs> Monk Suffers Serious Sugar Rush on Barbados. <laughs> It's the name it. of one of his beers. I have no idea Love what it, it is. It just says specialty beer. Um, but they do a good job of putting their stuff into BreweryDB with labels and everything. So um, I, I doubt we'll cover it on the show, but I will get throw um, throw out the Molotov cocktail single hop version mm-hmm. I just had over the holiday. It was one of the ones I was kind of like saving up. Mm-hmm. Man, it was just incredible phenomenal really <clears throat> really really great i had um the femme fatale blanc in a restaurant the other week which is a it's an american style ipa but it, it's brewed in wine bottles so it has this um really kind of tartness to brewed it brewed really. in wine bottles uh, what? sorry yeah fermented in wine bottles bottles um, wine kegs sorry 
Casks. Cask. Cask. And um, have you been, sorry. Have you, do you have another no, no, podcast I'm staring at the label and beer? I'm trying to read what it says and I can't see it clearly. Okay. Yeah. In, uh, in, in, in wine casks. And okay. it has this really kind of tart uh, flavor to it. Um, not really that strong, about 6%. Excellent stuff. Um, so I, I'd say if you see something by Evil Twin, you should buy it and drink it because it, I have not had very many disappointing uh, things from them yet. I can't yeah, think of any, see. actually. So it was the Molotov Cocktail Single Simcoe, um, which was, it was, man, I still can't stop thinking about it. It was so good. So <laughs> I have to look for that. In that, in that regard, let's, uh, let's try some of this let's Yang. Let's try this stuff, yeah. Smells good. Wow, that is... That's Holy good. smokes. I'm going to say that's more bitter than palate wrecker. Yeah, it's really bitter. That is crazy bitter. <laughs> that's like nature telling you you shouldn't drink it bitter. Nah, like it's that's not quite the, that bitter. It's, you know, it's how, pretty um, bitter though. It's it's tart. I'll say that. The, the reason we normally would naturally resist things that are bitter is because those are typically poisons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is poisonous, though. No, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that, but it's <laughs> the second so bitter, sip, you want to have is, the second sip right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, if you if you wait a little bit and have the second sip, it's not quite as, um, as brutal. Mm. It also depends on what you had before you take, took a sip, you know? Uh, so well, if, I had I had smoked carnitas for lunch. Oh, that sounds actually really good. That's what good. we have for our, our our holiday dinner. That sounds amazing. Smoked carnitas. Now I'm hungry again. So, what other things are you doing besides drinking beer? Um, oh. You know, over the holidays, what kind of side <laughs> projects are you doing? Scrambling to feel like I didn't waste my holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get. Um, pretty long vacation and i added some vacation days to the holiday shutdown that i get through work so i have maybe a week and a half two weeks something like that to you know all the rest of the year i put off stuff i'll do this someday do this eventually and now is the eventually time Let's see, I completely reorganized a NAS of like 10 terabytes of data. <laughs> so that was one, one <laughs> yeah. project. Yeah, I still can't believe you have that much data. It's just... Yeah, lots, lots of stuff. Uh, I have less data now because that was part of the reorganizing. Is I was like deduping. Oh, that's a good idea. Stuff like that. Did um, you use anything for that? Any app or anything? Uh, we'll do another show about that. But okay. <clears throat> it was, it's a long, tedious, let, let's put it this way. There's no easy way to do it yeah. when you have that much data on a NAS. Because any application that you would normally think about doing it on a, like a local machine isn't going to work that well. That's a good point. Over, over a NAS. Because it's, especially with that much information, like that much data, like even just replicating that much data to another system, the you have well, to you've have been patience you've been, and RAM. Yeah, you've been working on that particular side project now for three weeks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not three continuous weeks. No, no. That's but, the nice thing know. about it being an ass is it just chugs away doing its job. Right. Um, but I'm done now. It's all moved over. I got the Synology eighteen fifteen plus when it came out, and um, I don't know a few weeks ago. And it's real super sweet. But you know, getting all that data over there, I didn't want to just yank the drives out of the old one. And move them right because i wanted to change the drive configuration along the way and if i had to make one complaint about synology which 
I have more than one, but my big complaint <laughs> is you can't downsize it. <clears throat> once you've stuck, like if you have an eight bay system, once you stick in seven drives, you can't go back to six drives. Oh, really? And that stinks because I accidentally stuck in a seventh drive, not thinking oh, that no. I wanted to use two bays for SSD caching. And so then I couldn't have the full SSD cache in my old Synology ever because I had stuck in an extra drive that I didn't really need, um, but I was a dummy. Oh, no. Yeah, so that sucks. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this the right way, and this will be my holiday project where I will... I got it going before the holidays, but a bunch of the work was done during the holidays. Um, Set it up and just started all the jobs to move the data over from one NAS to another. Um, The expensive piece of that is you have to have extra disks. Oh. Because you have to, you know, you have to buy new disks. You're not just pulling them out and putting them in the new one. That's a good point. So I use that as an opportunity to change the type of disks that I was using to go to 7200 RPM instead of the 5400 RPM. And those disks are disks. not cheap. No, I mean they're they're a lot cheaper than they used to be. Are you can like 4 terabyte disks now are not bad at all. Yeah, I mean I just just it's a relative term. If you want to get NAS quality, you know, really yes, high quality right. disks, they're not cheap. You're still paying a good amount, almost as yeah. much as you pay for the NAS. Right, paying for yeah, discs. exactly, yeah, because you need you need a bunch of them, and mm-hmm. you need them for redundancy, and yeah. you need them for space, and so, yeah, it, it ended up uh, when you talked me into a Synology. Um, it, <laughs> you said it was going to be expensive. It was you were completely upfront ar- around expense and uh, you know all of the, how much the drives are going to cost and all of the pitfalls, but you know once I started getting all this stuff in and tallying everything up, I'm like, this is. This is really expensive. Now, that said, I use it all the time and every day. So, and it is... To me, it's the most... It's a super expensive piece of... It might be one of my most expensive pieces of computer hardware other than my MacBook Pro. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's... I probably use it more than my MacBook Pro if you count all the streaming for Plex and all this other stuff that I do with it. Well, it also... um, It did something for me, which I... I had hoped it would do, but, um, you know, I was kind of, it's a suspicion that it would basically reduce my just general stress level because the fact that I've got this data, like I'm store, like I used to store the data that's on the NAS on a single USB attached drive on my Mac mini. And it was always a worry for me because if that thing ever ever died, I would lose a lot of archives and multimedia. And it was always stuff that I'm like, well, I guess I could lose that. It's not a big deal. But then I started keeping my uh, archives of documents on there. And again, that's the, the scanning that I was doing, which we can save for another show. But um, it had about two gigs worth of documents that I scanned that were the records from the last, I don't know, five years or something like that in electronic form. And uh, the fact that it's on the NAS now, there's the, you know, the, the redundancy of the drive. It backs up the volume that I basically use Knox and, a, you know, kind of like have an encrypted um, data volume there. Yep. So I, I have like quadruple redundancy on that data with almost no effort to do that. And, and it's available on your network. And exactly. Like it's 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 pretty it's pretty sweet. I didn't want to make this a Synology show. I just this is the kind of stuff I do. I have a whole laundry list, basically a text file, 
of all the stuff I want to do. And when my holiday started, I literally opened my task list and pasted it in to say like, here, here's my, here's my projects for this two week period. I'm trying to like work through, cross them all off. Like, you know, the inbox thing that you scanning everything, just completely emptying all the inboxes we have in the house of like, we have the high priority and the get to it someday and uh, check this out eventually. Or, you know, here's some stuff to think about for vacation next year uh, to just go through it all, get rid of it, scan it manuals. Like, you know, we we're talking about messy desks and all, all this stuff. Part of the reason all the manuals are here on my desk now is because I want to scan them all in or go online and find the digital version and then throw them out. But yeah. that becomes like a lengthy project to do all yeah, that. Yeah, th- these things aren't, um, they sound trivial, which is why they pile up. But when you sit down and start doing it, they you realize it's going to take more time than you thought. And so what <laughs> generally, um, my new task management system is full of a lot of orange labels right now indicating things to do soon. Um, and there's a lot of them. You know, <laughs> they damn just damn orange labels. <laughs> these damn orange. They're, they're not as bad as the red labels, but you yeah. know, they're they're up there. But it also is things um, we have three trips that we one of them we're definitely taking in January because I'm going to a conference. But there's other ones that that are gonna require a lot of research and planning and logistics and it, it takes a lot of time. So I'm hoping to take some of that time and go go yep. through that uh, you know, today. Uh, tomorrow, something like that. And um, I, I don't, you know, we talked about viewing and Plex and all that stuff. There's stuff that has been lingering that I wanted to watch that I just never have time to do. So I'm hoping to go through some of those. Uh, I wouldn't that's, say that's actually a... like, <laughs> I do the same thing. And it, it might be one of the things I look forward to the most. It's the only time I get to like catch up on all this stuff that everybody's watching. <laughs> yeah. And also uh, the, the dining room table, I'm hoping to finish that. It's too cold to do the actual um you know the the polyurethaning or whatever i'm going to do on it but but there's some trim that i want to put on it so that there's there's these kind of like there's physical side projects which are things that take time and some you know when i say skill i'm talking about me here so not a lot of carpentry skill but you know you need to take your time to do it right um beer we're going to make some beer you know so that takes when it's five to seven hours you know you need to i need to do this yeast starter and all that stuff. So it's a yeah. multi-day project. Um, these things are all just time takers, um, but generally you get some sort of a, a payback for them. So what do you do? What kind of payback do you expect to get from, from these side projects you're doing? Uh, some sanity, maybe. That's one. Just not having it on my list of things I ultimately want to do is another. Um you know, like I have things like there are apps that I wanted to check out eventually and never did. So I like put on my list, like check out, uh, there's a Mac app called disc drill for, you know, like evaluating discs and stuff like that. I, I was just like, you know, that's not something I have a high priority for, but if I have some downtime during the holidays, I'll sit there, uh, you know, watch while I'm watching a movie maybe and put my laptop, open it up and, Mess around with it. You know, one of the one of the things that I've been putting it off for weeks is my mother keeps getting messages about iCloud not backing up because it didn't mm. have enough space. Yep. And it seems like every time she texts me or forwards it to me, like I'm in the middle of working because we are in different time zones and everything. 
and I'm always putting it off, putting it off. And then when we actually have a call, we want to talk about other stuff. I don't want to sit there and like, okay, go here, you know, can you send me a screenshot of what you see on the screen right now, you know, and walk her through how to do a screenshot and then how to attach it to a text message. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff is just so, it's just, it's just time. It's not hard, but you know, I've been wanting to get that done. I got, I did get it done. Finally, I set a time. I'm like, okay, to this day, this time, we will take the 20 minutes, and maybe it might have taken longer than that, to walk her through getting more space for her iCloud backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, and, and that's the kind of stuff, that's exactly what's on my list, my side project list. Things because, that, by, the, by the way, switching to the family shared stuff uh, means you can't share iCloud space for back, backups. I used to just have her use my ID. Oh, and then I was like, I don't want, <clears throat> I don't want her having to use my ID, having to like know my password, all that oh, stuff. Yeah, true. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to move her to her own fam like account and then link that so she could share my purchases when with certain apps and whatever. Not thinking that like the two hundred gigabytes of space or however much I get um, for my purchase price. Um, that I couldn't share that with her anymore. Yeah, I never really thought about that. And my my parents are kind of in the same boat. Um, yeah, I, they're actually looking. I think we're in the market for another a new iPad for them because they still have the iPad One. So that is a project. Shop for iPads. Um, price them out. You know, how do I get it to them? All that kind of stuff. There's these. You know, I mean, they'll pay for it, but they're not. I don't think they know enough yeah. about the features to to make those types of decisions, you know. Um, so, so how do you? Um, this is this is the part I have a hard time with with these types of projects. Prioritizing, like yeah. what is important, because none of them I would say are. I mean, the thing with my mom was probably the most important. Maybe that's why I did it right away. Um, but none of them are like important. If I if I never did them. Things would probably be fine. Uh, maybe maybe clearing the inboxes, but uh, you know clearly they've been able to languish this long <laughs> without yeah. any without any effect. But but I want to do them. And this might be the only time I'm like, well, maybe that whole energy. Le- I'm not big on like using energy levels to define when you do things. No, um, me neither. I, I've in, seen, in I've adult seen... life, that's not an option usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think that's exactly what my. Uh, my it's not a beef. I guess my disagreement is with that method of doing things. Is energy level, like you said, is never never really enters into whether something has to get done or not. Um, and sorry, there's enough. Sorry, stuff. I'm just not feeling this task. But the servers are down <laughs> and no one can do their work. Yeah, yeah I don't feel like fixing it. I'm, I'm, I'm in a low energy <laughs> mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not able. Something I'm able to do, um, but you know, so you, I think what I do, te- I tend to do is I group things that are not energy level, but I group things that are shorter in a big bucket, things that won't take long, but then you know, because they're a thing that needs to get done, I just never never get to them. Things like um, delete, duplicate duplicates and organize family photos like digitally um 
that's something that used to be taken care of by a service that no longer exists for me. And uh, so now I have to figure out a good way to do it, how I have to store it, where I want to back it up, how to get rid of dupes. I mean, if you look through my Lightroom uh, library, you're going to see, I don't know, you know how it is now. There's, it doesn't cost anything to, for film or development. <laughs> so you take 15 <laughs> shots and hope that one of the 15 is going to be the, you know, the perfect shot. Um, but then I never go back and delete the other 14, right? And, and so, now our phones have the burst mode on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we can produce way more photos than we'll ever view in our lives. Right. So what do you, like, that is... I just leave them. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it takes you, it, but it's going to make, so, okay. It does, com- it, seriously, if anybody knows about the problems with dupes, it's me. And if you have a huge photo library and you want to move it to new storage, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I was just going to say like, <laughs> you do kind of pay for that in time yeah. and moving things around. So it, 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 it would be nice to, you know, maybe take the leap. Now this has probably been on my list for eight months. So it's not like a yeah. high priority thing, but you know, maybe if I'm doing something else on my computer and I think to myself, ah, you know what? I could probably take it, you know, take a crack at this, take an hour and start doing it. Scanning the documents that I was doing today took about an hour. Um, you know, but that's more high priority. That had to get done. I do that as kind of redundancy and backup, but I also but, search But not it. high priority enough that it was something you put on your list eight months ago and did right away. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and in reality, like you said, it doesn't have to be done. Like, I can leave those 15 photos and the one good one and the 14 bad ones and just move them from place to place and not worry about it. I mean, I could do that. Um, it just doesn't stick in my, doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me, you know? Yeah. I look at all these things as like they're aspirational tasks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want, they're things I want, but they're not things that you need demand my attention. Yeah. You know, um, I have, I mean, I have crazy stuff in this buy and cook a rib roast. <laughs> Like I've never done a rib roast and I wanted to do that as a thing and literally that is a project. I have to remember to get the rib roast. I have to look up the methods for cooking it, make sure I have the right pans. Like that's a thing. The fact that you have a rib roast side project is amazing It it feels good, man, to have a rib roast side project. I gotta say. Like <laughs> it's pretty crazy. If you ask me to pull out the highlights of that, my that's one of the highlights past list, a rib roast. I mean, brew. It's like it's along the lines of brewing, right? Yeah, same idea. True. You want to make a beer? You want to? You got to look up recipes. You got to do the research. You got to do some prep work. You got to make sure. You have, yeah, I mean, I I guess you're right. Um, but I I think beer is one of those things that um, I'm identified with now by friends and that I brew beer. They're always asking me, you know, what's the last beer you made? And the last beer I made was last spring. I haven't made beer in a while Um, because it is, it is five to seven hours, you know, from the time you start boiling water to the time you're done cleaning up and it's sitting in the fermenter. And it's multiple days to commit to, right? Yeah. Because then you're going to have to ferment, then you're going to have to transfer. Well, if I want to brew tomorrow, I have to make the starter today. And if I make the starter, I am committed to doing it because now the yeast is cooking away to be added to the fermenter tomorrow. Like if I decide I can't do it tomorrow, I'm just not feeling it because my energy level's low. I've just wasted, you know, 
of yeah, very I mean, expensive you could yeast. Put it, you could put it off and, you know, the yeast will be okay for a couple days yeah. like, before it starts dying off and tasting funky, but... Um, you risk infection, you, you yeah. know, you, you try and get this stuff lined up so that you've got, it's like, you know, the weather's going to be good tomorrow. Like, cause I'm we, I do it out in the barn. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff that has to get lined up. And that is, I think one of the things that prevents me from doing a lot of side projects is, um, fear you know, of commitment, fear of commitment and blocking out enough time like not doing something because I feel like I'm not going to have enough time to do it all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like picking what you're going to do is also picking what you're going to fail at. Like yeah. what, what you're not going to do. Yeah. That's exactly. almost like, I feel like that's a, that's, that's what I'm doing is like, which of you aren't my favorite children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I look at some of these things and I think, well, I could break that up into two chunks. I probably should make it, you know, um, I mean, I have finished mulching on this list. Like, I haven't had to mulch things <laughs> since the spring. What? Why is it still on there? I'm going to delete this right now. Because um, you haven't had a vacation since. Well, that is <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I just marked that as done. Uh, <laughs> there's no more mulch. Um, but I think one of the big ones has always been the big stickler, and you're, you're dealing with it now, is, is the backup and the data moving, which we yeah. can talk about data hoarding in another show. but. But that is a big thing living in the digital age and having a lot of things digitized like you and I do. Um, if you don't see to that side of things, you're you're going to find yourself in really big trouble. Now, I may take it too far with all my backups and everything, but um, I don't know. I haven't lost any data yet, so I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, wait, have you ever lost any data ever? Um. I'm sure I have lost data. So that's that's what keeps the fire burning under me. Having, yeah. having lost my honeymoon photos, oh. um, and I think all of my wedding photos. Oh my um, goodness! All of the all the non professional wedding photos that I had. Um, yeah, that well, we don't was even a it, like that's a memory that doesn't go away. And so, as I'm moving my photos over and I'm checking and double checking, is the size of this folder the same? Is you know, yeah. like, is all the data there? That's always my motivation. Um, yeah, but I don't, you don't. I don't have the same kind of motivation for moving my music. I try to be careful, but I figure, eh, you know, if I lose something, I can, I can buy it again. Yeah, like or it's it, around, whatever, or you can download it, it again or stream it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I guess you're. That's I'm kind of the same way, and. Um, there are certain things that I become less worried about, uh, side project, you know, moving things around and taking care of them side project wise. Like I used to have a thing where I want to, music was one of them. Got to make sure all that stuff's backed up. Videos, want to make sure all my videos, like movies and things are backed up. Um, cause I don't want to lose them again. Cause either they were ripped from DVDs that I no longer have because I thought, ah, what the heck I have the digital versions. Um, I would actually say that I, I have probably lost movies and music more than anything because I put them on a drive somewhere thinking that I'll move them to a central location someday and then I never do and then the drive goes the drive missing or whatever. The drive will, will fail too. A drive sitting on a shelf will eventually fail. Yeah. And That's then my when, experience. But when I look at that, I think, well, what did I really... What was I really worried about? Didn't change about? your life. Didn't, Didn't change, change my the life. course of your life. And so I, that gets me to side projects also are these projects that 
Like is a side project something that's not going to change your life or is it something that would change it for the better? But it, generally the things that you're trying to stave off disaster are not side projects, right? Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say so. Like a, l- a bunch of my side projects have to do with like running a website, you know, those are hobbies, like not, not significant things. I don't make a living off of those. They don't affect whether or not I can <laughs> buy a rib roast <laughs> or, you know, anything like that. They are purely for, uh, again, aspirational. I, these are things I want to do because they're fun, they're hobbies. And, you know, um, just kind of weird stuff, things that's, I put off a lot. Um, you know, like I want to, I want to get my kid an ant farm. An ant farm? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here, here's more weirdness from Gabe's tack, <laughs> Gabe's task file here. Does it say get ant farm on it? Research ant farm. Research ant farm. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, because I want to know, am I buying an ant farm or am I making an ant farm? Uh, am I going to do the old fashioned sand or am I going to do the newfangled gel? You know, gel. all this stuff. You never seen this? No. Like now, now ant farms you can get the, like they they use this um, hydrogel that the ants dig through and it's clear, which I guess is better for seeing ants. Um, it's wow. really weird, but that's really strange. So it makes that's me on my list. Get an ant farm. It's something I really do want to do. It's not selfish for me. Like this is something that is my hobby, and the only thing I do during the holidays are things that are my hobbies. Um, it's like stuff that I want to do for my kid, but. Very often, I'm not going to sit there and just research ant farms. Like, I, another task I have here is install the incident for her on an, on the iPad. You remember the incident? Old iOS game where is stuff the falls. One where stuff falls. Yeah, yeah, stall, yeah. Stuff falls from the sky, and you move, you tilt it to make the guy move back forth and jump and da-da-da. <laughs> I do remember she, that. She's now six, so I thought, like, that might be something she w- might enjoy. Um, and it takes no time. Yeah. But I have to go get her iPad. Oh, hey, what do you know? It's not charged as uh, usual. Yes. Okay. There you <clears> go. Charge the iPad. Da, da, da. That whole process, uh, it's checked off as done because I did it and she didn't like it. And then I deleted it. So here's a question <laughs> for you. And you are a GTD guy. Not maybe, maybe you are mm. or aren't using it right now. But did you ever do, um, uh, it, it was really depending on my mood as to whether I did it or not. But so if you had that, let's just take that tiny project of installing the incident on our iPad. Um, I I totally get the fact that if you don't if you don't break a project down enough, you're going to run up against the first task item. that's actually five task items, and you'll be like, oh god, that's going to take too long, or it may not. I don't even know what's involved in doing that, and so it just stays on your task list. So. Do you go? Do you break down projects that are that are side projects into into atomic tasks, or do you? I, just... I do depending upon the complexity of it. But my holiday project list is just literally just a, ta- a list. It's a, like a bulleted list, and as I get to the thing, I will then decide. Let's break it down, either in my head or like on in the document. Okay, yeah, this is something I feel like doing now. Um, so. A good example of that of, of that process would be I have um, a task here. I want to try and get, I don't know if you ever use pigments, P-Y-G-M-E-N-T-S. It's a way to do um, syntax highlighting. 
Um, it's a, I believe it's a JavaScript library. It's what I use on like the blog to highlight, to do code syntax highlighting. I want to get that working in editorial because I thought that would be cool. Yeah. That is probably a big project. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. Yeah. It's at the bottom of my list, but it's something <sighs> that would be kind of like fun to, because it's a good spark to learn some stuff. Yeah, I've I've been right. playing with some similar projects regarding task seller task uh, tab seller data. <laughs> so like the things from our um, our data archives, our yeah. backups. Um, I have a couple projects around that and using some of of Terry Dorsey's code to do some data analysis. Yeah, doing and, some cool visualization with data and stuff like that. Yeah, like those are all things like I can quickly put those on my holiday list, but they're gonna end up being multiple tasks to right. accomplish that project. And so in a way, the first task of the project is deciding how big of a project it is, um, breaking it down into to additional pieces. I'm not the kind of person that will go like super deep on the, like breaking down a task into the super granular levels of like, look up the person's phone number becomes a task. I, I like, I don't do that. Call so-and-so to me implies that you have to have the phone number and now like, like doing certain things like looking up the phone number is pretty easy in most, yeah, in most I, I regard. Guess, I guess it really depends. Like, so, um, and I think that's where a lot of people fall down on this stuff and including me, if it was actually going to be a pain to find that phone number, it probably should be a task. And if I don't make it a task, it's going to, it's going to keep me from doing that thing. So, so if I know that I need to find the phone number for that thing off of a specific letter that a utility sent me that I've scanned and put into my archive and I didn't write it down at the time, it's going to, I'm going to have to connect. I'm going to have to do a search for that file. I'm going to have to find the document I'm looking for. I'm going to write it down. That could take 10 minutes of, you know, depending on where I am and where the file is and all that stuff, you know, that, that is, you know, if I just put down call utility and then looked at that and said, Oh God, you know, that's going to take, I don't even know how long that's going to take for me to find that document. I wish I'd written it down. I've moved on to the next project already. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess it really depends. So when do you do that? When do, when do you break it down? Because I'm certainly not going to sit there and do it while I'm recording the initial task because then it's not quick entry. Yeah. When I was doing this, when I was taking kind of, I, we, we both have houses. So, which means we have a lot of side projects immediately, you know, um, (laughs) That's all a house is. It's exactly. It's a side project with walls. Yeah. Somebody said if, um, I met somebody at a bar the other day and they said something about if you, if you, um, like hobbies, don't buy a house. And that's a good point because your house becomes your hobby in a lot of ways. So a lot of the, I, I do both because I'm stubborn, but, um, yeah, what I did was I went through every room in the house when we bought the house and looked at it with a completely fresh set of eyes because I knew that once I was in, like I'm looking at my office, right, and I'm writing down things like wash the windows, you know, just all of these projects that I knew that once I've been in the house for a year, I'm not going to notice the windows are dirty. You know what I mean? So I went through all of those projects and then some of them, which I knew I was going to have to break them down. I did the breakdown right, right then and there. Like, what am I going to need to do to make that happen? Like if I need to bleed the pipes in the fall, I need to find out where that valve is. I need to know, you know, so there's, there are several subtasks in, in just putting down bleed pipes in the fall. 
you know. So when um, do you do that? You do it at entry? Uh, no. So I put down bleed the pipes first, and then I went through each room and said, okay, really dig deep into which each one of these projects is going to be. Now, now if it was uh, like a minor thing, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, if I need to have five tools to do it, I'm not going to write, get hammer, get pliers, get <laughs> nails, but I'll just, you know what I'm saying? Like take I, a breath, take, take yeah. two steps to the right. So yeah. you have to be kind of, uh, I, I guess I break down things that require time. Um, like time expenditures over and above what you would think that it would take to do something. Like if, you, if you're just looking up a phone number, like you said, if it was something that was going to take me three seconds to do, obviously it doesn't become a task. But if it's something that I know is going to take me some extra time, I'll try and put it in there because I think uh, it's completely true in my case is that if I don't uh, have a clear picture of what these projects involve, I end up um, looking at it on the task list and it's, it says one thing, but I know it's 30 things and I just, it, it just, a switch goes off in my brain and I just move on to the next one. I think I can't even think about that thing right now. I'm, I'm looking to do a project right now. I don't know what's involved in doing that one. I'm going to do something that I know is defined. And my problem is that that side project list is generally things that aren't very well defined I haven't really thought them through because they're just side projects. I'll do it later, right? Because they're not big ones. And, uh, you know, at the time I'm ready to do a side project, I have to have thought all that stuff through or I will, you know, right now my that, list That of, gets exactly to my problem with the, like the energy level type yes. of prioritization or, you know, um, as they call it, contexts, right? Yeah. Energy level context. Um. And holiday projects, while they fit that type of model, that's why I don't like that model, because I get to decide whether or not I'm going to do this thing now. It has no actual due date, and other than just whether or not I feel like doing it, it, it that's a serious problem, and probably why these things stay on my holiday project list repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Like, I will, I will probably only clear half my projects. I don't even think I'm going to clear that many. And I think it and I think it is because of that exact issue is the things that I'm looking at on my quote unquote side project list right now are things that I am not quite sure what I need to do to make them happen. You know, I need to get that stripping that I mentioned to finish off that dining room table. I don't exactly know what I need to do to make that stripping. Do I need to you know, I'm going to need to do a little bit of research or call some people who know how to do this stuff. And so even though it's one line in my shopping list for the lumber yard by stripping, here's the lengths, because I can't really put my finger on exactly what I need to do there, it sits. And then the next weekend will come and I'll be like, oh gosh, do I go to this lumber yard or that one? Or what do I need to find out? If I had put down, you know, maybe a quicker task, maybe I'll do that right after this you know, podcast is here's what I need to do to get to step one, or this is the new step one. And they become maybe smaller projects. I would make more headway on these things. But right now I'm looking at a list of side projects that are essentially stalled projects because I don't know what, because step one is actually four things and they may take variable between 15 minutes to an hour to do each one. And maybe each one of those things, those little steps should be its own little project that would get me moving on some of this stuff. I don't know. So, so I can tell you what helps me 
get them done is, you know, normally you have your review process for your normal task list where like every day or every week or whatever, whatever you go by, you kind of review the list and should this be on the list? Should, does this need more, um, structure around it? That's where I usually kind of scope things out of like, here are the steps involved in this actual accomplishing this thing. So that's for my normal time sensitive work for the holiday list. What I tend to do is every morning I wake up while I'm having my coffee, I review my holiday list and kind of go through like, Oh, I, you know, this isn't actually going to be like this. I I need to do these X, Y, and Z to get this done. So you make those separate items. I'll, I'll do it then. No, I'll kind of like add structure to that project. And honestly, that gives me a chance to decide if I want to do the project. Like yeah. that, that's part of the review is like, you know what? This is actually going to be a huge pain. I don't feel like doing this. I'm going to, I'm <laughs> just going to, I'm, I'm going to like move this. Like one of the projects I have here, um, I wanted to come up with a service for sublime text that can interact with the Pinboard API to do stuff like, uh, do a quick search and pull back one of my links or pull back a list of links that match to search and then drop it in as a markdown link. I was like, this would be so cool. I'd really love this. And I started kind of like working out what that should look like. And by the time I got <laughs> halfway through, I'm like, you know, I can just go to Pinboard and look it up and drop it in. It's not really that much work. And then it probably won't work in editorial for ios and then you know it's like all these things as i as i work through how much how much effort would be required is when i get the opportunity to drop it just to just decide i'd much rather do this other thing in my list does that happen often do you drop stuff oh yeah 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 because my like my aspirational projects are like enormous like i have a huge huge list here of things but how do they become projects then as i do the review i decide i'm going to do these okay, this needs more more information around it. And as I work through what I have to put in it, I decide if I'm going to keep it. Yeah, I guess, but what, so what defines, okay, so then let's go back to the beginning. What defines those things as being side projects versus actual projects? Or is there no difference really in your mind? Kind of kind of to me, everything that's not imperative for my life to stay as comfortable as it is, <laughs> is a side project. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like that's that's the way I look at it. Um, (laughs) If I can just keep humming along and everything's gonna keep being great, I'm. It's not an important task, and it doesn't doesn't make it into my regular like weekly lists of things I have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost so like blogging, like like blogging is not something that keeps food on my table or keeps my family alive. It's a leisure activity. So everything to do my website is a is a side project. Yeah. I write because I enjoy it and it's fun and like I like to research stuff and and like interact with people and that that's cool. Um, but it doesn't go on my task list pretty much ever unless I have a very specific thing I want to learn and I use my website to to kind of like light a fire to to do that stuff. This show, like, does this show go on your task list? Um, no, this is a side project. I think yeah. the side projects uh, that are related to this show are. Deciding on topics or, you know, trying to, you know, if I think of something, sometimes I'll just sit down with, uh, you know, a notebook and just start writing out things that might be interesting to talk about. And then I will go to that list throughout the week and think, 
is this really interesting enough to talk about? Or is this just something I was thinking about? Um, and try and be really kind of critical. But that's there's a step there. There's some thought to it. But it's definitely not a, you know, if I don't have a topic by Saturday, we're doomed. You know, it's, yeah. it's a side project. Yeah. Um, and I think... But like making tap seller. Yeah. I had a task list for that. That was part of my task list of working on that project because it took money. It was yeah. an investment. Uh, there was skin in skin in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was that. That was definitely on my main task list. There was so that that was a thing that like was yes, it didn't disrupt the like my home life. Not doing it. Well, there's but more I actually more disruption been, doing it. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have been pissed at myself if I let it like if I got halfway through and wasn't done. Yeah. And just just blew it off because I was like, yeah, today I want to make a rib roast. I'm not going to work on tap seller. <laughs> I'm going to look at my side project. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's that's a really good way of thinking about it. Um, side projects, almost none of them got done while we were doing tap seller. I blogged <laughs> very true. little. I did very few kind of fun things around the house because everything. All the all, spare time was taken up. Like it was still spare time. Like yes. I didn't, I didn't call in sick to work. Correct. I didn't like, I wasn't like taking a sabbatical to but work the, on it. Isn't that what all your side projects happened in though? So, I mean, I think yeah. all that stuff just kind of fell, fell to the wayside, which yeah. it makes sense to it, to, to do that. I think actually you and I, um, were really, um, I think we were good working together in that because we were always, poking each other like, oh, we have to do this, right? Yep, we have to do that. And we would kind of push each other to make sure that, because it's really easy working on a project nights and weekends for 18 months to just say, I'm not doing anything I don't this feel weekend. like doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I where just, the energy level you know, comes in. You know, I had in. a rough week, rough week, and I just don't feel like doing this thing that's actually kind of hard. Um, so I'm just going to blow it off. Right. And then, you know, you, you know, if either one of us had that thought, it's like, yeah, but the developer needs to have these things or he's going to be stalled, which means that we're not going to, you know, he may switch to another project or whatever the concern was. And guilt. And guilt. And there's well, guilt. Exactly. Somebody used... else has skin in the game and they're waiting on you to do something. Yeah. And... yeah. But I mean, that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad motivation to do things yeah. for projects like that, especially when you really um, want to do it. And I think that's a really, uh, it's a good one because for things like the blog, for both you and I, they are leisure time and they're fun. They're usually uh, kind of elaborating on something that we are both experimenting with and found fun. Um, and so it's kind of fun to to get the, uh, to write it out and, and get it out to people so that they can give you feedback or tell you you're a moron or tell you that it was helpful or whatever. Um, but you know, it's not, uh, it's not necessary. I mean, but the, from the time that we were working on the, after the time we finished, there's a lot of really interesting things that we did that could have become, that would have been blog posts in a normal week. You know what I mean? The collaboration tools that we were using, the techniques we were doing, you know, a, a, around designing and all that kind of stuff. Those would have been cool blog posts. We were just too busy doing it to write it up. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I. It's interesting that we don't consider that a side project, because well, somebody could look at it and say, "Well, that's a side project," and it is. But I felt like it was almost. If I was like coding a it job. myself, or just purely myself, yeah, and there was no other cost involved, it'd be a, totally a side project. Correct. Would it be right? done? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's that's hard to know, right? Yeah. Because um, you know how it is. Once you, at least if you're like me, like once I get on a problem and it's bugging me, like I tend to pour way more into some, to a side project that's bugging me. Yeah, I think than what, I would than I should. I think what what happens with me about it happens with side projects pretty often is I can be very very into a project and I can be gung ho about something. Um, but if I get interrupted, like if my stride is interrupted somehow, like um, a vacation comes up, I get a cold or something that breaks me out of this kind of driven cycle that I'm doing things, it's really hard for me to start back up again. And I think that's one of the things that working with a partner on a project like Tap Seller is that there were periods where interest would go up and down, you know, like hey, doing the design work was cool, writing documentation, not so easy to get my <laughs> <laughs> motivated to, to write up. But having yeah. somebody who is saying, okay, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a low energy period. We just got done a period of a lot of late nights and thinking about this stuff, et cetera. It's easier for you to say, okay, taking my foot off the gas and I'm going to coast for a while. But then, you know, you have somebody kind of pokey in the back saying, okay, well now look at the next thing in, in the, in the, in the task list. We got to get that thing done next. And it, and in some ways it was really good. It was motivational. It kept this kind of the, and then you, once you see the impetus always moving forward, you know, it, it gives you, um, I don't know, not confidence isn't the right word, but I guess motivation to keep going forward and forward and forward. Yeah. You have a little bit of excitement for the completed yeah, you know, just you can see that there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. You start seeing things come together. Exactly, that's nice. I think we're kind of like in a a lull right now, just because like some of the core stuff is done, and now we're like doing stuff that's I would say more fringe. Yeah, we're um, doing fringe stuff. We're also doing we're catching up on a lot of the things that kind of languished. Side project, yeah. well, side, side projects is the is the topic. It's like these are things that languished for the last eighteen months, twenty yeah. months, whatever it was, and now it's kind of like while the you know tab sellers out there and in use, and we're using it every day. You know, we can we, there's is it's less of a you know let's get to one zero and deliver. It's much more of a okay, let's see what the next thing is that we need to add. And we're doing beta testing on some of those new features. At the same time, let's kind of clear the decks a little bit <laughs> on these side project lists because, you know, the guilt that was driving me to do the next stage of development on TapSeller is now the guilt that's when I look at this list of stuff that didn't get done. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The side project stuff, there's, there's maybe probably one thing on my list that always has guilt associated with it uh, or two things. So I always have like learn X, learn Y. And those things I tend to have like guilt associated with not doing it. I don't know why, because I feel like maybe I'm, it would make me better, a better human. I don't know. Some, something totally silly like that, but does it keep you from feeling like, you know, cause you feel like maybe you're getting behind. Uh, I don't know. I've been in, you know, I spent so much of my life in school that not being in school is a little weird, even like 10 years later, <laughs> later, I've been in school for a really long time, but, um, it, it feels weird not to always like have a learning project, like to learn a thing, like to study. Um, so I have a bunch of those always on my list and 
you know, I feel guilty at the end of the holidays. Like, why didn't you just like stay up late a bunch of nights and learn this topic? Ruby. Ruby's been on, you know, a long learning Ruby's been on my list. Yeah, it's like, it's I, right I've, next I've to regular expressions at, on my list. Yeah, I, I've half asked Ruby. I can like hack my way through it, but I've always had like learn Ruby. Um, yeah, learn, but, learn regex has been there, especially yeah. with the sublime text projects that I've been doing. It's like, I, it would be so useful to have a, a like an encyclopedic knowledge of how that works. So I tend to have guilt of not doing that thing. Like I could have been a better person at the end of my holiday if I would have just done these l- projects where I learned something. The other one <laughs> has been on my list for three Christmases now. Um, three holiday breaks has been writing a book or, you know, some, some like expansive tutorial about concept mapping. Like I do Mm. a ton of concept mapping. Like I map everything and I was like, you know, I already do all this stuff. I should just throw it together in a structured way that makes sense that people could like learn how to do this. And cause I find it super valuable somebody else probably finds it super valuable but that's one of those ones when you sit down and you start actually like concept mapping what the book will look like or what the video series will look like or whatever you're gonna do i'm like whoa this is literally the entire break i have to do this this thing have you ever uh looked at i don't know that you're ever interested in writing anything related to fiction but that whole national uh writer's month thing that they do in november Um, that's an interesting side project that I've entertained every year. I've only attempted it once, but it's interesting because that, that particular project is kind of stuck with me, even though I didn't finish it, even though I didn't, it just took too much time. And I, 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 it was interesting from me understanding me is that I don't, uh, I belabor things too much when I'm putting them on the page. Which is funny because um, there have been times when I've just crank out blog posts one every day, every day, you know, fifteen to two thousand words because I know what I'm going to write and I start from top to bottom and I just write it out. You know, it's like yeah. there's no. Um, there's but doing it, but doing like NaNoWriMo is boy. I had no you had idea to have how a plan, hard that was. Right? You need the plan. You need to be able to. Like I ran into they, things. They need a nano plan mo. <laughs> yeah. First, yeah, maybe that's like something. the month before. You don't want to get to make that a secondary. Uh, that's a nest side project. Nano plan mo uh, starts in January. Yeah. Well, it, in a, in, a, in a sense, it kind of has. Whether I, I started in January, whether I ever do it in November is is another thing altogether. But there were things that I would run into that would stop me dead in my tracks, which are things like. Like what voice am I even writing in, and and how much that matters, and and I didn't even realize how much it mattered. Like things that you, so it goes back to what made me think of it is learning. So there are certain things that you need to do to build muscle memory, to build kind of a mental muscle memory of understanding how things work. Like we've both been blogging for a, a long time now. Like I was blogging before Tech Notes. All sorts of stuff, just, you know, poker, all sorts of things, just because I enjoyed doing it. Um, and so that stuff I can do and not have to really feel like I need to start from the beginning. But something like writing fiction, I felt like I needed another project to kind of prep myself as to 
all those kind of threads and details before you even start writing. Yeah. And but you know, but then but then you look at some of the best writers in history. And I don't think many of them actually, uh, well, some of my favorites, it, it doesn't seem like they did a huge amount of mapping and planning in advance. Like they had the core of the story. They knew the major story arc, the big, big points and highlights, and it was contained in their head. They maybe wrote some notes and then they wrote the book. Yeah. But I think, um, where, they're much better than somebody like you or I is that they probably wrote every day. Yeah, fiction. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. They were already experts at it. And so, so they, you know, like I said, yeah. with the blog posting, I'm certainly no expert at it, but I'm comfortable at doing it. So I don't need to sit down and look at the blank, the blank screen and say, Oh man, I should have had a project that was, you know, pre blog plan, plan this article. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's you don't do that though. Have you you've never done that for like a tutorial or something? Like I want to plan this tutorial so I make sure I have all the right screenshots and I'm looking at the right aspects of this thing. Um, I I tend to. Did you do one on OmniFocus? You didn't plan plan that out in advance. Um, what I did was I started writing. I I kind of had an idea for how I wanted to write about OmniFocus, and I said, okay, well here's what I need. To, here's what I want to address. You know what? These are going to be two big for a post. So there was a little bit of planning, but it was like sitting in front of the screen. And I said, okay, I'm going to write it all down. My God, this is like 15,000 words. I have to break this down into pieces. And then I took that and kind of sliced pieces away and turned it into separate, separate articles. I don't, I didn't really sit down and say, other than just, you know, scribbling down some stuff in a, in a NV alt document, like, you know, okay, I'm going to cover context. I'm going to cover how I deal with my perspectives. I'm going to deal with how I uh, get data into it. Like those are the things I found most important. I wrote those bullet points down. And then each one is kind of how I do coding as well is my framework for the code is essentially a task a, list. A task list. Yeah. And then underneath each task, I do that thing. And then I delete the task, and and yeah. so it's not. Um, I, I and I guess maybe um, well, like the sublime text I've been doing too. I I kind of knew what I wanted to write before I started writing. Maybe the way you were saying some of those writers kind of had it planned out in their head. Like I planned this whole thing out. It it was more a matter of sitting down and saying, okay, before I start writing, I want to have these twenty tabs open of these websites so they can quickly paste the links in. I want to I want to have the following headings and here's some bullet points that I want to make sure I address and then I just start writing. And then, you know, I do an edit and then I post it. <laughs> it's not a whole lot beyond yeah. that. Um and I think if there are more if there are more stringent requirements as to the articles themselves and like what research I have to do ahead of time, I kind of I either lose interest in it before I do all those things, or um, I do them each just kind of, I don't know, just as I think about it, I'll just scribble notes down so that when it comes time to write, I'm just writing. I'm not doing any of that stuff. You definitely have a lot of, you have posts that it require recording, like video screen capture recording of things that you're doing. You do a lot of code snippets and stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I would, I don't well, know the, how to the do other thing that uh, 
again, that like you said about those professional writers, is through experience, I know the things that are going to trip me up in advance, which is a lot of times it's having fake data, fake information to display on the screen so that if I'm talking about, uh, oh, I don't know, um, OCR, I'm not showing my real bank statement. Right. If I'm talking about something that that right. has like real information, I don't want to, I don't want to share that. Um, so I love your test data. Yours and David yeah. Sparks test data. Is yeah, fantastic. it's 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 like always. You know, like those are the things that like I start working through, and then then it it's the you hit a wall because you're like, you know what? I need an address book filled with fake addresses to do this next thing, and I don't have that. What a dummy. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. I think you're right. And that's why I said maybe I do the 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 things that trip me up are do I have all of the links I need to go into this, you know, article. And that's why I try and do all that stuff ahead of time. I open a new Safari window, I open up all of the things that I think I'm going to need to link to. I use one of Brett Terpstra's services to take all of those tabs and stick them into um a linked list, a markdown linked list, and then you know, I go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do that kind of stuff. It's, it, it, you know, it, it's it's applicable to everything we just talked about but with, with, like, planning side projects. How much you do up front to get ready for all this stuff um, decides how much you care about it, in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's um, how much you care about, like, successfully completing it in some reasonable amount of time. So, like, blog posts or something, like, if I don't plan it, it's usually because I don't, like, I'll just write it, and if I finish it, I finish it. If not, whatever, I don't care. If it's something, like, I really want to understand well, or I think is really super helpful, or or whatever it is, then I'll, I'll put more effort into planning it out. Um, like, the concept mapping thing. The reason, like, I haven't done it is because it takes a lot of planning to get to the point where you're ready to execute on it, and it's not something I would do ad hoc. Like just oh, I'll just start writing a book about concept mapping. <laughs> why not? You know that <laughs> just doesn't it out. No big deal. Yeah, that's not a top to bottom project for sure. Uh, so it, instead, it's sat on my list and languished, and I've added structure to it over time, but not enough to actually do it. And so it's still sitting here. It really comes down to also it's apparently not something I care about. <laughs> Yeah, because if it was, I would already have done it. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's it. Sometimes I find that, uh, and, and you know what, the Sublime Text thing was one of them. Is I find that when I'm doing it right, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it, and it's not until after I'm doing it for a while that I think, well, this might be an interesting blog post. Because part of it is I don't want to do a blog post. See the mind mapping stuff, the concept mapping for you. That I've seen. That's how you think. So it's not like you're going to be like, eh. Let's see if I stick with this concept mapping thing. You know you're going to keep <laughs> yeah. doing it. Whereas with me in the in the Sublime Text uh, task management and text editor stuff, I knew I didn't wasn't sure. Like, is this going to stick? Like, I'm I'm putting all my eggs in this basket for a while. But there have been plenty of times that I put my eggs in different task management baskets that you've said, "Hey, try this, try that." Like, I don't know. You should keep your eggs to yourself. Well. I like sharing my eggs. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of sharing, how's yeah, this be? How's this be? Yeah, that was a good transition. So I got, I gotta say, uh, it has absolutely gotten better uh, yeah. over 
over drinking it and not just because it's 10% alcohol. Yeah. Um, but because I think I've really overstimulated the bitter receptors in yeah. my tongue yeah. to the point that the bitterness is less pronounced. Yeah, it's and now a lot of the, the sweetness is coming out. I'm tasting oranges and, and all sorts of really interesting flavors are coming out now that I'm not being, my palate's not being bludgeoned by the but bitterness. But it, it's also very boozy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the alcohol is, is not, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. No. It's right there. You can, I like, I can feel it in my nasal cavity. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a, a, it's a good, it's a good beer. I don't know that I would, it'd be something that I would continually just continually seek out. How much was this? If you don't mind me asking. It's $15 for four. Yeah, it's probably not something I would buy again myself because for fifteen bucks I can get a pretty good bomber of of another beer. I think that the thing I would like more. The first time I had this, actually, maybe that I've had it twice before. This is the third time I've had it, and I still really like it. I think that it fared best when I was uh, snacking before dinner, like I was drinking it before dinner. So it, the palate was not being overwhelmed by the bitterness. Like the bitterness wasn't lingering as long in my mouth. Yeah, there are other things. Yeah. <laughs> like so, if you're eating cheese or something like that, yeah, that usually or, like reduces, for me, it reduces the flavor profile yeah, of the I beer. Think I was just like just snacking on like, you know, vegetables or whatever while while my wife was cooking or something. And it was something that was just balancing it out that it made this kind of like, you'd get this blast of bitterness and then this kind of freshness. And it, it, it did not seem overwhelming at all. I mm-hmm. like the bitterness of it a lot, and I don't mind bitter beers. Um, I don't know. this. I'd like to try this now with the yin, you know, and try and see do they really balance out because that's what I've heard is that the, 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 the stout uh, yin is this incredibly sweet, you know, like well, you can that, tell. That's he, exactly – I mean, they, they put it on the bottle. Yeah. They suggest that you actually mix them and make a black and tan with them. Correct. And I would totally be willing to do that. Yeah. I'd like that to try That sounds it. really fun to, like, experiment with, to, like, make a black and tan or to maybe drink them simultaneously in two separate glasses and see, like, going from one to the other. That sounds like the only reason I would seek this beer out again. And that might be something I do. You, you got my last one, so I won't be doing it for a while. <laughs> but I th- Actually, they have this at my beer shop, so... I, I might try I could, it. I'd like, I haven't seen I guess I yin. can reciprocate and send a bottle back <laughs> yeah. to you. Boy, was, we're efficient, aren't we? Yeah, very efficient. Um, <laughs> we, we mail bottles back and forth. <laughs> yeah, the same ex- bottle. Exactly. Um, I, I would like to try the, the black and tan with this now and just see if this the, the overwhelming sweetness, which... It still wasn't as sweet as some of the beers that I had this weekend. We won't go into it now because we're running over, but next week I'll talk about some of the beers that I've opened over the holidays and maybe go through some of the the, the winners and losers. Um, Hmm. I had some that were just so overwhelmingly sweet I couldn't deal with it. I poured my first beer out, uh, like one that I could not finish, and it was an expensive beer. I poured it out the other night. Uh, I I do that actually. You do it more than I was, do. That's something that you do was something I started doing about a year ago. Was just told myself, look, if you don't really like the beer, just pour it out because consuming a thousand calories of something that you don't really enjoy. That's a very good point. Probably it, not the greatest adult choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm just stubborn, and I'm like, I paid for it this. Se- it seems like a waste. Like, like that's why it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. But I did it. I did it 
this I did it with an evil twin actually this week during oh the holidays. Goodness. I'm not a big spiced beer guy. Mm-hmm. And holidays are like my kryptonite when it comes to beer because everybody <laughs> puts out their spiced beer and I'm like, oh, that has a great name and it's by a great brewer. But so Turkish Delight was the one I had. Oh, yeah. I saw you posted that one. Yeah, I poured it out. <laughs> wasn't oh. my thing. Yeah. Sorry, man. Well, I mean, I poured out a victory. I, I poured, I poured out it victory. out for you. I poured it over, yeah. in the, over the curb there yeah, I, in front I, of my house. You know I love victory beer, and I poured out a victory V12. That was the one that mm. I poured out. Yeah. Just too, too sweet. Too sweet. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, good luck with your, your side projects um, oh. and all your Same beer drinking. Same to you. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> good luck with your brewing. Thanks, man. See you.